Welcome to the PopeCast, Episode 4. This week's Pope was elected in the most unusual of ways. A bird landed on his head. A bird. That's right. This week, it's Pope number 20, St. Fabian. Hey there, I'm Matt Sewell, and this is the podcast about popes for people who like history but aren't so crazy about dry, dusty history books. This podcast will be a periodic look into the lives of one of the 264 men who have held or are currently holding the office of the Vicar of Christ, the Bishop of Rome, the Pope of the Roman Catholic Church. Fabian was a farmer by trade, having been born likely somewhere around the turn of the 3rd century. He was also a layman, but other than that, next to nothing is known about his prior life. After the death of Pope St. Anterus in 236 AD, Fabian traveled to Rome from his farm outside the city with a handful of others to attend the election to select a new pope. You can imagine Fabian and his friends being mere spectators, considering they were lay people, all but grabbing their popcorn and settling into the back row to watch the festivities. Back in those days, uh, keep in mind there were no cardinals, and the church was still relatively small, so it was actually the Roman clergy and the Roman faithful who came together to elect a new bishop of Rome when one died. St. Eusebius of Caesarea, the church's first historian, recounted that over the course of nearly two weeks, many notable churchmen were proposed, but none were considered worthy. Eusebius said that Fabian, quote, was on the mind of none, end quote, when the unthinkable happened. On the 13th day of the proceedings, Eusebius records that a dove, quote, flying down from on high, sat on his head, resembling the descent of the Holy Spirit on the Savior in the form of a dove, end quote. Eusebius, who was writing in the early 4th century, barely 75 years after Fabian's death, went on saying, Thereupon all the people, as if moved by one divine spirit with all eagerness and unanimity, cried out that Fabian was worthy, and without delay they took him and placed him upon the episcopal seat. So, basically, everyone went nuts. Probably equal parts noticing a sign from the Lord when they saw it, because it was so crazy, and breathing a sigh of relief that they didn't have to stay for a 14th day. I mean, let's be honest. But either way, you can't make this stuff up. Mercifully, Fabian's reign saw very little religious persecution. In a time when it was still technically illegal to be a Christian, the Roman government was very lenient toward the church. So much much so that Fabian actually had a bit of influence in the Roman court, which he used to return the bodies of two saints in particular, Pope St. Pontian, Fabian's predecessor's predecessor, and Hippolytus, an anti-pope who repented of error before his death. Both men had been in the salt mines in Sardinia, where both had been exiled and sentenced to hard labor and were eventually martyred. So though we don't know how, it's clear that Fabian somehow was friends with the emperor, Philip the Arab, since it was only he who could approve the bodies being exhumed and brought back to Rome. Another notable action of Fabian's, around the year 245, uh, he may have sent out the men known as the Apostles to the Gauls, so they were seven bishops from Rome, to evangelize what's now modern-day France. Included in that seven was reportedly St. Denis, or Saint-Denis, who went to Paris and was eventually martyred by beheading. He's actually famous for afterward apparently picking up his head and walking several miles while preaching on repentance. Again, you can't make this stuff up. Even to this day, he's depicted standing with a bishop's mitre under one arm, 
while holding his head in both hands. And people say Catholicism is boring, but I digress. Anyways, Fabian also seemed to have been chummy with St. Cyprian, who was uh, one of the the greatest church fathers. He became the bishop of Carthage during Fabian's reign. Cyprian and Fabian joined forces in particular to condemn a bishop named Provatus in a new heresy that had sprung up, likely related to Provatus not wanting to grant absolution to those Christians who had given in to Roman persecution and lapsed in their faith. So speaking of it, it was actually soon afterwards that Emperor Philip was killed by a usurper named Decius. Decius was obviously no fan of Philip, and by extension then was no fan of Christians. So actually in 250 AD, Decius ushered in what turned out to be the most intense and brutal persecution of Christians to date, where Christians were demanded to sacrifice to the emperor or face death. Pope Fabian, as it turned out, was one of the early victims, earning his crown of martyrdom by beheading. His relics were taken to the catacomb of St. Calixtus, next to several other of his papal brethren. Many Christians were buried there in that time. But his remains were actually moved to the Basilica of St. Sebastian, with whom he shares a feast day, in Rome in the 1700s. Owing especially to his crown of martyrdom, Fabian was venerated as a saint almost immediately after his death. Fabian's old pal, St. Cyprian, who himself had to go into hiding to avoid the persecution, wrote a letter to Pope Cornelius, Fabian's successor, after the Pope's untimely death, praising the holiness and virtue of his late friend. Cornelius wrote, quote, When the report of the departure of the excellent man, my colleague, was still uncertain among us, my beloved brethren, and I was wavering doubtfully in my opinion on the matter, I received a letter sent to me from you by Crementius the subdeacon, in which I was fully informed of Fabian's glorious end, and I rejoiced greatly that the integrity of his administration had been matched by the nobility of his end. end quote. Fabian's greatest achievement and his legacy, which stretches all the way to us in the 21st century, in fact, has to do with that sweet smelling oil that makes new parents not, uh, how do we say, want to bathe their baptized babies for as long as possible after baptism. I'm talking, of course, about sacred chrism, chrism oil, the oil used at baptism, confirmation, and holy orders, and also in the consecration of churches and altars, among some other uses. Fabian, in a letter titled, The Second Epistle to All the Bishops of the East, gives us instructions for how to care for chrism oil and, more importantly, where it came from. It should be no surprise that chrism oil was given to the church by Christ himself. And Fabian recounts in that letter, quote, For on that day, the Lord Jesus, after supping with his disciples and washing their feet, according to the tradition which our predecessors received from the holy apostles and left to us, taught them to prepare the chrism, end quote. Fabian went on to inform the church that chrism is meant to be prepared and blessed every year. Not every two years or three years or never, and it's a tradition that extends to this day, signified by the annual Mass of Chrism that takes place in every diocese on Holy Thursday morning. So to take us out this week, here's a quote from Fabian from that same document, advising the faithful to take great care in giving due honor to priests and bishops entrusted with our care. Fabian says, We decree and ordain by apostolic authority that the flock should not dare to bring a charge against their pastor to whose care they had been consigned, unless he falls into error in the faith. For the deeds of superiors 
are not to be smitten with the sword of the mouth. Neither can the disciple be above the master. As the voice of truth saith, the disciple is not above the master, nor the servant above his Lord. And pride is hateful before God and men, and all iniquity is execrable. End quote. Wise words, even now, when in heck it's all too easy to divide the church into one camp or another, isn't it? And all but deny the Catholicity of the church at times with our behavior. Well, anyways, that's all for this week. Thanks for listening. A quick note on the Popecast I mentioned last week, too. You've likely noticed by now that we aren't going in chronological order. The order that we go through the popes is really solely meant to point us back to the church in some way, shape, or form, and by extension, back to Christ himself. And for our saintly Pope Fabian, we picked him this week because it was his feast day, just this past Saturday on January 20th. In any case, we'll find as we continue to traverse this great history that good and bad popes alike can show us the importance of the papacy and the gravity of the office of Peter. As we go, the success of this podcast will rely on two things, aside, of course, from the grace of God. First, to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, or wherever you're listening to this and providing feedback on what you think. The more you rate, the more likely it's seen and listened to by others, and the better feedback I get, the better the podcast can become. And second, consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Sewell. That donation, even at a buck per episode, will get you some sweet Patreon-only content, early access to podcast episodes, and will allow me to continue devoting time to producing these great bios. So that's patreon.com slash M-A-T-T-S-E-W-E-L-L, patreon.com slash Sewell. Before we head out, one last thing. So we've gotten a few reviews that I want to make sure to uh, publicly thank and re- read on the air real quick. So... Uh, MP Hammer 4 said, excellent show, five stars. The Popecast is a great resource. For anyone interested in the Popes and the history of the church, I highly recommend it. So thank you, MP Hammer. Boston Hero 99 IHS, uh, great podcast and informative, five stars. It's always been interested. I've always been interested about the Popes and I'm excited for more. And then uh, just on Saturday, Luigi 90, great podcast, five stars. I've really enjoyed this podcast so far and I'm learning from it. I appreciate that the content is organized and presented so nicely. So thank you, all three of you, for uh, your reviews. If you do leave a review, I will gladly shout you out on the air, um, read your review. So thank you again for listening. And that's it for this week. Pope St. Fabian, pray for us. Until next time. Mm-hmm.